Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ridge, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your host, and as always, it is such a pleasure to be here with you all today. Today, as I record this introduction, I am in Portland, Oregon. I have just done a beautiful road trip. I drove up to Washington to Mount Rainer and just saw the most incredible nature and mountains. And now I'm heading over to the Columbia River Gorge to see amazing waterfalls and more beautiful nature. I got to see this amazing waterfall that had a rainbow in it over in Mount Rainer. It was incredible. And I also got to see some deer, which was also so amazing. So I am really making the most of being here in the uh, States and well, in the state of Oregon and Washington and seeing all all of the beautiful natural wonders. I'm going to go to the coast. I'm also going to go down to Eugene, which actually uh, is where my mum lived and where I lived for about a month when I was a kid. And so it's just been so nice to be here at this time of year and in such an unexpected way after experiencing the hurricane in Salulita in Mexico. So as I record this episode, uh, the introduction to this episode, the sound might sound a little different because I'm actually recording the intro on my phone as a voice memo. My microphone has decided it's time to close our relationship and it's actually been so beautiful to stop and just realize and feel really grateful for the fact that my microphone was with me from the beginning of this podcast in 2018 in January when I launched it. And it has been with me all the way up until today. It has traveled in many, many places. It's been in and on my back in my suitcase as I go through security, through the airport in many, many different places and countries. And it's just so beautiful for me to think about because when it comes to the relationship with my podcast and my relationship with all of you listening, it's always such an interesting one because many of you I have never heard from before. Many of you I will never know. And so my direct relationship with the podcast is really with this microphone. (laughs) And so I just wanted to really take a moment just to say a big thank you (laughs) to my microphone and to give it uh, this moment of recognition. I also think it's so beautiful because While the introduction is being recorded here with me in Portland, in Oregon, the episode and conversation that I recorded with our special guest today was recorded in Sayulita in Mexico, just before I was aware that there was going to be a hurricane. So while I'm sitting here in all of this gratitude, thinking about my relationship with where I'm recording the different parts of one episode in and the relationship with my microphone, this is also a perfect segue to introduce today's guest and the topic of our conversation. So today's guest is one of my incredible clients. Her name is Whitney, otherwise known as Wit, and her business is Being open. And today's conversation is all about her area of expertise, which is relationships. Wit is a relationship coach. And today we're talking about relationship patterns in business and how you can grow in business without doing more. 
I'm so excited for Wit to share everything that she's learned about growth in business and also about her area of specialty, which is relationships. So in this episode, we're discussing how Wit substantially increased her business income and put herself in a position to reduce her working days in her day job without doing more in her business. I'm also so excited for you to learn more about Wit because she's a great example of how you can build your business while also doing a dream job as your day job and how we can have these different areas of our life and our expertise that are all amazing. We also talk about what relationships have to do with marketing and why having a small community in inverted commas as a personal brand is actually to your advantage. We talk about how relationship patterns, like for example, people pleasing and codependency, which we speak to uh, both in this episode, also show up in your business, what they have to do with your relationship with yourself and wit's top strategies for transmuting patterns like these. We also talk about the difference between performative versus inspired action in your business and how it will stop you being busy. We also talk about what Wit loved most about the holistic business mistress mind and why mindset was the number one thing that supported her in increasing her income and creating ease in her business. Can you notice a pattern here yet, my beautiful friends? And finally, we talk about how understanding uh, her human design as a manifesting generator has allowed Wit to soften her approach to business and receive more. All right, my beautiful friends, I'm so excited for you to dive into today's episode. And if you'd also like to join the waitlist for our next intake of the Holistic Business Mistress Mind, make sure you've got the name on the waitlist at latisharange.com forward slash mistress mind. Hey, Whitney, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Letitia. It's so good to be here with you. Ah, I'm so excited to have you here as well. So Whitney, to get us started, can you give us all the 411 on you and your amazing business? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I'm so happy to be here with you. It's just, I was thinking about how we met like years ago. Um, and <laughs> it's, it's so fun to be here now. So, um, for the last like six years, I've just been on this refocusing journey with myself. And um, it led me from um, living in the Midwest of the States and um, working in corporate marketing and being in a lot of unfulfilling relationships um, to step-by-step kind of coming to terms with who I really am and what my journey is here um, and just allowing flow to bring me to the next step over and over again. So it started with leaving an unhealthy relationship um, and kind of bucking the system of the conservative area that I grew up in um, and not getting married um, right away and settling down and then leaving a corporate job um, and moving to my soul's home here in the mountain West of Wyoming um, and starting my coaching business and working my childhood dream job while I create this kind of soul um, sold career that I have with, uh, coaching as well. So it's been a wild ride for the past six years, but it's been so worth it and so much fun. So that's, yeah, that's like, yeah, the quick, quick distillation of all of this yeah. <laughs> of your entire life. <laughs> that I yeah. love that though. <laughs> 
I love how you call it my soul's home. That is so beautiful. Mm. I'm going to use that terminology for myself. And when you talk yeah. about your childhood dream, uh, dream job, was that the corporate marketing or was that the coaching? Nope. That was actually um, the summer camp that I am supporting still um, while I'm doing coaching. So I work for the yeah. camp that my grandfather worked for in the forties um, that like helped me discover the outgoing bubbly part of myself and, and kind of shed the shy little nervous girl that I was. Um, so now I get to give that experience to other little girls and boys and it, it makes my heart happy. That is so cool. So really when it comes to like the career aspect of Whitney, you've got your coaching, Mm -hmm. you've got your summer camp, and you've also got Mm -hmm. your corporate marketing. Is that a true summary? Yeah. Yeah. In the corporate marketing, I've kind of retired. um, Well, I have retired fully. I, that just didn't align with where I was moving, but I'm Mm -hmm. so grateful for everything I learned there and the people I connected with because it definitely taught me a lot. Yeah. And has it taught you a lot for your business? Um, Yeah, it has. But what's been really interesting is that was all hustle. Um, So now it's been, how do I take these tactics in these, you know, ways of developing a marketing strategy and, you know, what does my brand mean and stand for and, and taking it from a place aligned with making money in the bottom line and just like, who cares how you get there to to instead aligning that work with what is it that my business wants to be for people and what is it that's truly of the highest alignment for being open my business and for myself in that business. Um, So it's weird having different metrics than what I was so used to performing for, Um, you know, like amount of clicks and followers and all that stuff. That's, you know, those aren't the metrics used anymore. I love that. I feel like this is actually going to be super helpful, uh, your perspective coming from that marketing focus into business for our listeners, because often marketing is like when (laughs) a lot of coaches and space holders, healers, when we think about marketing and the um, analytics and the data, it can be Mm -hmm. very overwhelming. And so Mm -hmm. we just like, you know, turn our backs to it. And they're like, I don't want to know any, yeah. anything about that. And so we can kind of throw the whole thing out. And what I think is really yeah. nice for you is that you've had that experience. And so you can say no to the things that you don't want to bring into your business, but you also get to take the experience that does serve you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And to re to reframe all of that. Like I think numbers mean something differently right now because we're used to seeing a million followers or, you know, a hundred thousand clicks on an ad. And if you think about that as individual humans, that's astronomical. So for my, my whole metric, you know, kind of journey has shifted where I don't have 10,000 people on my email subscriber list but the hundreds that I do, I'm like, those, those are hundreds of souls that are tuned in on this journey with me. And that if I was in a room with them, I would be in awe, you know, like that's, it, it's amazing to know there's that many people that want to connect with me or are resonating with what I'm sharing. And I think that means so much more than chasing, you know, credit or analytics and algorithm scores and all that stuff. 
Yeah, or fame even. Well, and I yeah, and I think yeah. I think what we do in our industry is we just use those numbers against ourselves. Like we say, oh, unless I have this, whatever the number is for you individually, unless I have that, then I'm not making an impact or I'm not leading or I'm not serving people or I'm not able to make whatever income goals you have. But the truth is, is it doesn't matter how many people are actually in your audience. You can have an impact and lead and serve and make great money with one person, 10 people, 20 people, like all these numbers below 100, which for some reason we seem to think if we had 100 people in our community, we think, well, that's nothing. That's not thousands of people, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. But I like we're in the business of high impact, high touch, high service like we want to know our people and so in some respects there's actually a lot of advantages when you do have fewer people within your community because you can really really get to know the people who are are there in front of you absolutely and I think that that's that's always the passion that I've had with the work that I do with women is my favorite thing in the world is to have those big conversations about relationships and about the universe and about manifesting and how can I be more conscious and aware in my relationships and how do I move these patterns that aren't serving me? And it would be exhausting to have that conversation with 75 different clients in a week. You know, that's just not (laughs) sustainable, you know? So I value so much my handful of clients that I welcome in at a time because I know we're going to have amazing life-changing conversations and, and work together and that's the beauty of the work. It's not, it, yeah, it's not checking off boxes. Absolutely. I love this so much. And this is going to be um, just really permission giving for so many of the people who yeah. are listening that it really is focusing on like the depth within your relationships. And so, okay, everybody, Whitney is like a relationship expert. She's like spent <laughs> a lot of her life like thinking about this topic and learning about it. So two things, Whitney, tell us why you started your coaching business and specifically like the, um, your focus on relationships. Yeah, absolutely. So I started being open, um, three years ago almost, and it's fully born out of my experience in choosing to leave, um, someone that I was engaged to, um, and end that relationship and really, dive into creating conscious relationships in all aspect of my life, my, and, and intuitively led relationships. Um, because I realized I was playing a role in all areas of my life, my romantic life, my friendships and family and work. And rarely was I being all of the true Whitney in any one of those places. And so it led me on this journey to, to start a true vulnerable and like uncomfortably honest relationship with myself of like calling mm-hmm. myself on my crap and really dissecting the patterns that I've had and um, understanding how to utilize my intuition instead of just being scared of it or trying to force it, you know, force my will upon it um, and and make it fit scenarios I had created. Um, and that's, yeah, that's where being open came from. Cause it's, it's how to be open to your intuition and then in relationship to yourself, which then lets you have the best, most fulfilling friendships and romantic partnerships and career 
you know, colleagues and bosses, you know, boss to employee relationship, all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, that, that was my passion was to, to support women through that because I felt very alone in doing all of that work. And I, you know, felt like I was hitting restart every six months when a pattern would come back up again. And I'd be like, Oh, I thought I, I thought I figured this out already. And here it is again. (laughs) Um, (laughs) in doing that work. So, so yeah, I just want to, I want to create a container for any woman that feels called to, to work on her relationship to herself or others in her life. Um, and really, yeah, really show up as yourself. Hmm. And I, I, what I love about how you've expressed your area of focus is that while it's on relationships, the central focus mm-hmm. is really about your relationship with yourself. And through mm-hmm. that, it transforms your relationship and I guess your ability to be vulnerable and intimate and go to that depth with others. 100%. Because I think we have such a hard time being vulnerable with ourselves around mm. whatever our truth is that we've held secret or that we felt guilty about or that we didn't feel respected or understood for. And then there's there's no way to share that vulnerable part of yourself with another human being and and feel confident in that if you don't feel confident understanding and exploring it yourself. Um, mm. So that's that's kind of the baseline. It's so yeah. fascinating because I think like our minds want to put us all into categories, identities, boxes that we've seen <laughs> others, um, uh, others embody, and but mm-hmm. we're all so different that we can't be put in those boxes, and so the things that we feel most ashamed of or what we think is like weird or different about ourselves, like that's actually our avenue to that vulnerability mm-hmm. and that self-acceptance and then therefore that connection with other people. Oh, absolutely. And I think there's so much that's been considered taboo in our societies over the thousands of years um, and especially in modern history that it's scary to talk about some of these things. but the second you realize a flawed human is the one that said we shouldn't talk about this. It kind of takes all the pressure off of talking Mm -hmm. about whatever that thing may be Um, because we're all just here having this experience and and kind of mucking around for, you know, a few decades. So it's, it takes a lot of pressure (laughs) off when you realize that. (laughs) So true. Yeah. Let's all take the pressure off. I love that. Yes. So Whitney, what are the, like, I know there's a million things that you could share with us about relationships, Mm -hmm. but if you had to narrow it down to the top three things, what are the top Mm. three things you'd want every human slash business owner to know about improving their relationships? Mm. I I love this question. Um, I would say number one, it's funny. It actually came to me like a few days ago on a walk and I was like, oh my God, I need to focus so much energy on this. So this is like the Mm -hmm. first time I'm saying this like out in the world. I haven't even like blogged about it or anything yet, but um, you as an individual and any relationship you're in are not a monolith. You're not static. So there will be ebbs and flows in your connection with yourself or your connection with someone else. And not all relationships are supposed to last decades. Um, So welcome in the welcoming in the beginnings and the new connections to yourself, but then welcome the releasing too. welcome the 
the death of parts of you, because that's going to lead to a rebirth of, of more of who you truly are in this moment. And the same goes for relationships you're in. Um, we're not meant to just hold one pose. Yeah. And isn't that like, that's, that's freedom. The, the more we allow ourselves to be free and not be stuck in these, like who we think we should be or who we were, the more freedom that also allows the other people in our life to just show up as they are right now. Exactly. Yeah. And to just trust, you know, what you see in someone today may not be there tomorrow. And that doesn't, that's not a bad thing. Um, You know, it just, it means they're changing. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. So, wow, that's so spacious. <laughs> it feels, yeah, it feels really good to, yeah, to be in that space. Um, and I think it allows you to connect with people more freely when you're not mm. so worried about, am I meeting them where they are? Are they meeting me where I am? Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and also like seeing people and only seeing a certain part of them and then putting that identity on them and then forgetting about everything else that they are, you know, like there's so much more to us all and we can connect with aspects of ourselves. Like each of us can, can like, I never understood the Like a lot of people say like, we're so different, but what I, when I look at a person, I think of, Oh wow. Like this is how we connect and we're similar. And I don't focus on the differences so much, but that te- does tend to be something that our minds do do. It's like, wow, you're so different to me because of X, Y, Z. I kind of think of it as, you know, you get people in, you put them in these pigeonholes and no one ever wants that. You don't want that for yourself. And, you know, it's nice to try to avoid it for others, but I kind of like to think of it like when you're a little kid and you're at the grocery store and you see your teacher like at the grocery store and you're like, wait, you don't, be- you don't belong here. Like you belong in the classroom. Like, what do you do? And it just like blows your mind that they're, yeah, they're a whole person. <laughs> they, they have to buy groceries too. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's, yeah, that's a good thing to keep top of mind. Um, another thing is acknowledging your patterns. Um, and not being afraid to shed them or turn the volume up and down on them. I think there's a lot of patterns in life that individuals you feel so identified with that Mm. you can't imagine that not being who you are. Well, I'm, you know, um, I'm always early or I'm always anxious. And, you know, a lot of people do deal with anxiety. Like I'm one of them. Um, Mm -hmm. Another one that, um, that I've had to deal with a lot in my life is my pattern of codependency um, because of the way I was raised and in family members and things like that, that kind of developed in me at a young age. And I've realized in every pattern, there is like a laundry list of aspects to that pattern. So while you might be outgrowing it, you may still be engaging in it from time to time, Um, learning how to trust and, you know, so it might not serve you anymore, but there might be shadows of it in your life. Um, And it's really important to just learn how to piece that out and understand, oh, okay, this is this part of me showing up again. And is she welcome here? Do I need to like take a step back for a minute? 
what brought that up? You know, what can I do to release this or to support myself more? Um, and to welcome in other people with you on that journey. Um, since I've been really focused on my own codependency journey um, for the last like seven plus years, um, I have really close friends and now my partner who all know this about me. And I have very candid conversations with them about it, where my partner knows, like, okay, if you're headed down the repeated question, you know, lane again, and you keep asking me if we're okay, I'm going to just call you on it and say, honey, you're doing the thing again. And like, let's sit down and, and figure out what's going on. That's triggering this for you. Um, so I think that's something too, that kind of folds into this point is you have patterns and you're not alone in that. So work with somebody, work with a therapist, work with someone like me, work with friends and say, Hey, I do this thing. I'm working on this thing. How, like, how can you help me? and support me in this. Um, cause we're not doomed to repeat a pattern. You don't have to. Um, yeah. And that conscious communication, mm-hmm. like the awareness of it is that first piece of transmuting it. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the awareness and just studying it. Like, I think if you're noticing a mm. pattern, the, the first kind of task I give any client, if they're trying to break a pattern is I just want you to write about that pattern at the end of every day. How did it show Mm. up today? Um, You know, how did my fear of speaking up show up today? How did my lack of boundaries show up today? Um, And, you know, who overran where I should have placed a boundary and just study it because you might notice it's easier for you to manage that pattern in certain scenarios than it is other scenarios. And then that's kind of where you can take your energy and say, cool, I'm really good here. What feels comfortable here that allows me to draw a boundary better than in this other relationship. Um, And that's when you get to kind of start playing with the pieces and seeing different ways to, to work them and to um, kind of move through them and, and transition them. I love that. And that, so really the journaling practice is an awareness practice and what I see from that, which is, I, I just think when we're building any kind of awareness, when we're looking at ourselves and discovering, uh, peeling back the layers of ourselves, it's really going in with that curiosity. Like I'm looking at myself, not from a place of judgment, but from a place of curiosity, like, oh, how interesting that I have these patterns. How, how did it show up today? When we come from that energy of curiosity, it's so different to coming from the energy of yeah. judgment. Yeah. Coming from the curiosity allows it to be open. Like you said earlier, like to be spacious, what all is in here. Um, as opposed to saying, Oh my God, I can't believe I did that again. I'm a jerk. Um, yeah. So roll with it. And then, uh, the third point is the universe responds to how you treat yourself. So if you're always worrying about others and what they're doing for you, if, or if they like you, you're only deflecting what the universe wants to give you to them because you're just mirroring back all of this stuff as opposed to saying, oh, I'm worthy of, of a 20-minute self-care routine in the morning or I'm worthy of a friend that wants to take me out to, to brunch to celebrate something. So how are you treating yourself in your friendships and your relationship? Um, if you're always making it about other people and in that people-pleaser mindset, you're going to be deflecting a lot of really good stuff that the universe is trying to give you. Yeah. And I, I feel like people pleasing comes up in 
so many ways for all of us. And, um, and I think it's super relevant for business owners and coaches because I think one of the traits of a lot of our personalities is that we want to help people. And so because of that trait, people pleasing can be a popular pattern. Um, and I also think that that codependency pattern shows up a lot with our relationships with our clients as well. Uh, so I think it's really, really important. And I was super excited to have you on Whitney, because I think it's yeah, it's it's really, really helpful to recognize how these patterns show up in the rest of your life and also how they show up in your business and affect the boundaries that we have in our business, which therefore affects and impacts the sustainability of our business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And from my perspective, you know, I'm still in, I guess I can't say I'm in the starting phase of my business necessarily anymore. Like it's been rolling for a bit now, but I still have this urge to be helping everyone. And I've had a couple of times this summer, people cross my path and, you know, book a discovery call with me and, and we chat and I can tell immediately, Ooh, this is not a fit, but there's part of my ego that wants it to be a fit. And that wants me to just say, Oh yeah, sign them. Like, let's start working with them. We can do so much with them. But I know almost immediately, like, oh, they're going to be cutting through my boundaries. They're already asking to book like a session right after this one. And I'm very Mm -hmm. deliberate with how I book clients on. I try not to book them less than 48 hours, um, you know, ahead of time so that I always have like a full day and a half to two days to like sit with what they've shared with me and get myself prepared um, and not feel like I'm rushing. And so when I see potential clients kind of like, I need you, I need you, I need you. It's really enticing for my ego and for that people pleaser side of me. But, um, but I need to like parent myself through it and say, you need to take care of yourself too. Because if we're sitting here burning ourselves out by like trying to be everything to every potential client, you're not actually serving your highest good and your, your client's highest good. Mm, that is so good, Whitney, because I guess like the lesson is when it's not serving out our highest good, then it is mirroring something that is not of the highest good of our clients either. And like, even yeah. just that when our clients become dependent on us, which is kind of like the easiest path for, for the person, because it's like, oh, I'll just ask my coach or I'll just get this support or answer from my coach. What we do is mm-hmm. we enable this, that, oh, we're the expert rather than our client has the answers. And that's why I love like actually putting those boundaries in place because yes, it's of service to you as the coach and as the human, but it's also equally and even more importantly of highest service to your client. Like I must say in my business, like I would, (laughs) I always feel bad about not being always available to every single one of my clients and every single person in my community. And I wish I could be there all the time and just be pulled in a million different directions and like be at the whim of everybody in my life pretty much. But that is actually, like you said, like that's my ego that thinks, oh, I have the answers for everyone and I'm the savior and I can look after everyone and save the day. And it's this very like mother energy and archetype. And um, what I've realized in my work, and I think it's the work for a lot of us is it's like, okay, how can I really see every single person in my life, no matter what is going on, even if it's something that seems really serious to the mind is like, 
this is something that this person, like they've got this, they're going through this because they've got it. And yes, I'll be a sounding board and I'll be there for them. And I love them and I care for them so deeply, but the best thing I can do is give them the space to recognize that they can actually find the answer within themselves here. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that is the empowering thing of, of learning to build a relationship with your intuition and with yourself is Mm. We are so dynamic as beings and depending on your belief system and everything, we're only a small part of ourselves in this consciousness. So there's Mm. so much more we can be tapping into through whatever practices may align for you, whether it's sound baths or meditation or, you know, float tanks, you name it. There's so many Mm -hmm. ways to, to parent ourselves and to care for ourselves and to find those answers within. And it, it can sound so, you know, cliche, but it's truly always right there with us. You just have to learn some tools to still the mind and to take care of yourself. And that's unique and dynamic to each of us um, Mm -hmm. to then find that answer. And sometimes the answer is you just have to be in this right now, you know, like it's, (laughs) you know, you have to be experiencing the contrast and the lesson. Um, And, and that's kind of frustrating for us, but it's, you know, it's not supposed to just be this one happy emotion for all, you know, 70, 80, 90 years that we're here on this planet, that wouldn't be nearly as much fun as, as experiencing all of what life has to give us. Yeah. Well, I, I really feel that once we realize that the times that feel bad or hard or challenging, that those moments are actually just as amazing and important and beautiful as all the times that we feel totally aligned and elated and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like it really is the contrast is what allows the highs and the contrast allows the self-discovery and the learning. And it's, it's about not judging either as good or bad, Mm -hmm. but like, like it's all beautiful. So beautiful and rich and abundant. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, it's being in that experience um, kind of observer mindset in the, Mm. of the whole situation. Instead, I think one of, it's funny when I work with clients, I always, you know, do like a little to me and through me meditation beforehand. Mm -hmm. And if I, you know, have permission to tap in with their guides, I'll do that. And, um, an, uh, practice that popped up for a client recently. And then as it always is, it's like applicable to multiple of my clients right now is pretending your life is a movie. So from like the moment you wake up in the morning until the moment you go to bed, as often as you can get in like the mindset of narrating what you're doing and how would the version of you be in the scenario that you're in, as opposed to like your default reaction to the alarm going off or the meeting going 10 minutes over, whatever it might be. Um, And just see how is it that I'm just default reacting versus what would it look like if I was actually playing the version of myself I wanted to be? Because that's so much of the practice of changing a behavior and a pattern is, is kind of the fake it till you make it has Mm. some validity there of just play it out and try it and see how it feels. And if it feels better than the pattern you're typically executing, keep doing it and and make that your pattern. Um, And it's, it's kind of a fun way to go through your day to, to be that aware of everything you're doing that it's like a scene from a movie. Mm, I love that. And then everything's so intentional (laughs) rather than, as you said, reactionary. Yeah. 
I love it. Mm-hmm, exactly. Okay. So Whitney, you have been one of our incredible Mistress Mind members. And not only mm-hmm. that, you have created some really incredible results in your business. You've had your biggest launches ever. You've booked out your one-to-one program and you've also put yourself in a position to reduce your working days with your job. And I know that you love both of them, (laughs) but you um, have given yourself this freedom to, yeah, like reduce how often you're working in your job and have more space for your business. And that's all happened through one season of The Mistress Mind. (laughs) Can you share with us what really helps you to create these results for yourself? Like what would be the top three things? Mm. I think the mindset support that you shared with us in the group was, was key. Um, just Mm -hmm. realizing how I was sitting down and engaging with my business every day was like mind blowing. And it's funny because now we're talking about it and I'm like, Oh, there's like four things I want to get back in the practice of after I've just like come back from summer, (laughs) um, kind of taking a summer off. I'm like, Oh, I want to start doing this, this, and this again. Um, but taking that time to deliberately set your mindset, even if for me, I might've only done like a half hour worth of work and it might've taken me 45 minutes to get my mindset right. But that half hour worth of work was like worth two, two hours. You know, it just, it, it's taking that deliberate intention and, and really focusing it on what it is you're working towards and what it is you're, you're moving towards from a soulful, soulful, soulful perspective, instead of that, like, I need to perform perspective. Um, Mm. I think that's definitely one of the top things that, that came for me. What, what do you, how much, like as a percentage, how important do you feel that mindset work is to the business journey and, and also the results that you create? I would say it's like 80%. Like it's 80% yeah. <laughs> your mindset and like 20% and 20% you doing stuff um, yeah. because the doing comes so much easier when the mindset is right. And that's like hard for me mm-hmm. as a manifesting generator to admit, because I just want to be doing all the time. <laughs> but, I know. But, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that it's the mindset work. Yeah. So um, we, I think sometimes like when people hear like, yeah, just do the mindset work, like, like for you, Whitney, I think it comes in all shapes and sizes and there's nothing right or wrong. It's just like intentionally expanding your mind in some way and allowing new possibilities to be seen. What does your Mm -hmm. mindset work look like for you? Like what are your regular sort of practices? Um, One of my go-to ones is a morning walk. Um, Mm -hmm. I do it almost every morning and I just let my mind go. Like some, some days I'll listen to a podcast or I'll listen to like an Abraham Hicks recording. Um, and then other days I just kind of go on my own and, and talk out loud and like ramble to myself or just go and be present with nature. Um, so it's really that flexibility there in the walk and moving my body for me helps me connect, um, and, and kind of clear my head. So not necessarily like getting a sweat up, but just being physical and moving around. So even when I feel stuck in sitting, um, I'll just get up and and just kind of swing around and, you know, do like a quick couple like yoga moves or something. And that, Mm. that helps me get in that better mindset. And then a brain dump is really helpful for those days when I'm feeling really stuck where I'll just take out a pen and paper and, and just write out everything that's feeling sticky in my brain. And that I feel like I can't Mm. get by. And then after 
however long it takes. Some days it's five minutes, some days it's 20, um, you know, then moving on into the work. Yeah. Oh, I love this. I, I think mm-hmm. like when it's all rolling around in our heads and we don't put it on a paper, then like, we just think like, this is, it's like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Cause you can't see any mm-hmm. way out of it. And when you put it onto oh. paper, it's like, Whoa, what am I thinking here? And like, and you can almost immediately see like, well, that may not actually be the full truth here. And it, it kind of presents new possibilities for yourself. And it, it at least makes you, um, it, it makes it feel not so heavy because when it's all in your mind and you haven't got it on that piece of paper, it's just swirling around in there and it feels very convoluted. And I guess like putting it out on a piece of paper gives it almost some structure, which can provide some relief to the mind because it's almost some order and control. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I almost think of it like a like a noodle or like a really big piece of yarn where it's, when it's in your head, it's just all balled up and it takes up so much space. And then you, you pull it out and you realize like, Oh, it's just this long string. And like, I can cut it up and I can toss it away and I can braid it into something. And like, you know, it's like, it can be so many different things once it's out of your head. Um, That is so good. I feel like everyone's (laughs) going to be like, let's uh, get it out. Oh, there's that piece of string. And like, it's just a piece of string, right? Like something I've loved recently is really thinking about like, there are so many different aspects of myself. Like one aspect is like, you're not doing good enough. The other aspects, like you're doing an amazing job. And the other aspects like, Hey, like I'm so excited to grow here. And like, you know what? We don't need to do anything. And there's like all these different aspects and like, that's okay. Yeah. That's, it's so funny you say that because at the beginning of this summer, I gave up my morning routine and (laughs) six years ago, like the thing that kept me going was my morning routine. And it was, it was fairly regimented and it was like an hour and a half every day of like yoga, walking, journaling, meditating. Mm -hmm. And, um, And I, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I was doing it and I realized it was performative. And so I just asked my intuition, like, what do I need to do? And it was like, stop doing anything. Just get up and do what feels right. (laughs) And it's been the most freeing summer. Like some mornings I get up and I do a walk. Some mornings I just get up and sit there. You know, some, I like flip through TikTok, which if you, if you do TikTok from an intentional standpoint, (laughs) you find some amazing people on there and some amazing little nuggets and inspiration. And it, it just kind of, it helped me realize how divinely connected I am in all the things that I do every day, instead of thinking, Oh, the morning is my universe connection time. And then I go through the day and do like client meetings, or I do like, you know, my nine to five job and all that kind of stuff. And, and then I can like go back and tune back in, you know, at other prescribed times. And now my Mm -hmm. whole summer has just kind of been alignment and fun and play. Um, so yeah, take, take kind of, and that actually leads me into another point is like taking the shoulds out of what I should be doing in my business. Like Mm -hmm. I should have a very regimented way that I start every day working for my Mm -hmm. business. Like sure, I'll sit down and do, and do that intention setting in a certain way if it feels right. But other days, if I'm just inspired and I like get the download, I'm just opening up my Google doc and like going nuts because that's yeah. what's there for me that day. Um, oh yes. And not, yeah. 
and not performing like a certain way on Instagram or feeling forced to run my Facebook group a certain way. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just letting it be and not worrying about where people are coming to me from. I'm just trusting that if I'm doing the thing that feels right for my business, it will come. And I think that was something that I got a lot of permission through the mistress mind to do just not only seeing how other women in similar boats were doing it, but then just the reassurance and the support from you in the, in the community of like, you can do this however you need to do it. Mm, I love that. I love how you talk about it, like whether it's performative or not, because I think mm. that there might be some things that we do from a place of inspiration or and a, and a place of service. And then at some point it becomes that habit, that routine and it actually may be just from a place of being performative, but we, we're not quite aware of that. And when you need more space or you want to focus your energy on something else, it's really nice to know that we can look for those pieces. It's okay that we're doing that. It's it's fine. But it's like, hey, if I want to create space, then I can look for those pieces where I might be being performative and then know that I can let go of those because they're not really coming from that place of alignment, service, or um, whatever I first said, <laughs> inspiration. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's really freeing because it's kind of the the permission again to say I can rearrange the puzzle pieces as many times as I want and put them together in a new way. Because mm. I think in our society, we, you know, that viewpoint of there's one way and it's all linear and you have to do it in this order isn't it just isn't true <laughs> for one. Yeah. And it's definitely not true as a woman in business mm. because you do have it's just it's so much more. Um, what do I want to say, balanced and supportive to know that there isn't a right way to do it. And it's not always balanced even. Um, yes. Kind of just accepting that that universal ebb and flow. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes there will be things that we do that are working and then there will be things we might do the same things and they're not working. But probably yeah. what's changed is the energy and mindset behind them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that doesn't make it bad. It just means it's time for a shift. Yeah. Like that, the, when something's not working, it's like, that. yeah, exactly. It's not good or it's not bad. It's just like, that's interesting. And I'm aware of what's happening here and it's giving me an invitation possibly to try something new. And that's why it had to not work. So I could like go down this other path and realize this new skill within myself and have this new experience. And like, that is the uh, amazingness of life. It's abundant. There's so many new things to experience always. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I think I kind of touched on this, um, in the shoulds, but I think the other aspect of mistress mind that I just adored was the community. The, mm-hmm. the folks that you draw in are just so, so wonderful and so full of light and so inspired in all of their own unique ways. And it was just lovely having that accountability and support every week, really. Um, and, and being able to tune in as much as I could in between sessions to, to conversations and, and things like that. And just having that, that aligned space, it was so lovely. Yeah. Like, why do you think the community is so important as a business owner? I think because we're so isolated on our own, Mm -hmm. especially if you're like a solopreneur, you're just naturally like in your head all the time. 
and you're yeah. <laughs> you're looking around <laughs> all the time um and you're looking around every day and you may have connections with other people in similar industry or whatever but it's really hard to connect with people genuinely at least for me and and not have it be comparative if it's mm. not in a container of like we're all doing this together um mm-hmm. like it it takes a minute to get to that personal connection to the point where you're genuinely cheering someone else on and not kind of like looking over your shoulder going like, Oh, what are they doing? Like, how are they so much better than I am? You know, those kind of thoughts just naturally happen. You know, it's, it's part of being a human and, and doing something and kind of wondering if the grass is greener over there. Um, So having, you know, having a community of women that are just all being truthful and vulnerable and saying, I'm having a really rough day today, or, I tried this launch and it flopped. And what does that mean? Um, you know, it's it's really a beautiful space to just be open with with what's going on in your business and yourself and and feel that support. Yeah. So, well, that yeah. takes the shame out of it, doesn't it? It's like suddenly it's not like there's something wrong with you. Suddenly it's like, oh, this didn't work what, like, what do I do next? And it's just like this little puzzle piece that we're changing rather than, wow, there's something inherently wrong with me. And the only, like, I have to change me and that's impossible. Yep. Absolutely. And that I think is such a beautiful lesson for, for everyone to understand that when something fails, it's not wrong. It's, you know, it's a, it's a piece of the puzzle. I think I actually wrote that after one of our calls on a post-it note that's still (laughs) up in my office. Like failure is not like the end of the story. It's just a marker along the way saying like, okay, try something new, try something different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Failure is a sign that you're successful because you're willing to try. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Was there anything else about what you feel like were the biggest things that help you to create the results that you created? I think those were the biggest. And I think just having the mindset going into it of let me be led. Like I really focused mm. on that in January before we started. I was like, I don't know where this year is going to bring me. You know, I'm feeling kind of burnt out. I'm tired. Um, you know, COVID is crazy. And I just, Mm -hmm. I just need to be led right now. And I think coming into it with that level of openness was Mm -hmm. really important. So I think if anyone is considering joining and they're kind of like, well, I'm, you know, I'm stuck, but I don't know how to be not stuck. And I don't really have a goal. Like you're in the perfect space to join then because you can just open yourself up to wherever you're going to be led with it and, and trust that it will come and inspiration will come and, and all that good stuff will line up. You just have to take the step, the first step. Mm, Yeah. You've got to trust Mm -hmm. the call. Yeah. Yeah. And so Whitney, you're an MG (laughs) manifesting Mm -hmm. generator. What is, what has really, what did you learn about being an MG that's helped you show up in your business in a way that's uh, more aligned for you? I think the biggest thing is understanding that part of my MG is, is to respond into, mm-hmm. instead of, instead of looking at everything, like an assignment and, and being like, I need to go do all of these things, sit back for a beat and just say, what am I being asked for right now? Like, mm-hmm. how can I respond to this? And then even learning how 
to, to do that with myself. So like, we've kind of talked about, you know, there's all these different aspects of yourself. So sometimes I'll put my like business self hat on and say, okay, what is it that my business is asking for from me right now? Instead of, instead of feeling like I need to hustle and make some strategy and, you know, get a certain amount of posts out in a week or, or do whatever it's what's my business asking me to do right now? And, and how can I respond to that? Um, and then learning the art of not doing, which is still something I have a lot to learn on, but in the last, I think two years, it's been so prevalent how mindset instead of action is where like the goodness is. Like absolutely do the work, dig the hole, plant the seed, water it, fertilize it, and then sit back (laughs) and enjoy because there's nothing more you can do at a certain point. So being in that level of, of receptivity, um, has been hard for me, but I think the more I look into my human design and kind of understand how to play with it, um, the more that that's become really kind of top of the list, um, waiting to respond. Yeah. And like, that's so cool though, that you, that you get to that point where it's like, there's nothing more I can do. Right. Because that's the moment Mm -hmm. that you surrender and that's the moment Mm -hmm. that space is created to receive. And so it's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing when we all feel like we're hitting a wall. I can't do anything else. I can't create the results. That's it. I give up. Mm -hmm. And through that giving up, which we don't really give up, we're just like, I, we just play with the idea that we will, but we let go. Yeah. And with that letting go, the space is created to actually receive. And that's such an important part of the creative process. And I feel like as manifesting generators, it's amazing. We have so many gifts. We can move so fast. We're so inspired. We have so many ideas. We can do a lot. But the mm-hmm. um, lesson is that actually it's in like releasing all of that doing that you then become are able to receive and you're able to like really flow down the river. And that is, um, it's like through what, I don't know, I'm thinking about like, as I was growing up with all of the different jobs I have, like if someone gave me something and I was like, I can do that, then I would do it. But what we learn as we become more mature with our ability is like, yeah, I can do that. I can do a lot of things, but do I want to? And is the energy behind it? Is the flow behind it? And if it's not, then it's a no, don't waste your time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think taking the time to do that has been a big lesson for me as well, because as an MG, I always feel like I have a laundry list of things to do and (laughs) it's, it's never ending. And so I don't want to take the time to breathe and tune in like that. Cause it's like, Oh, there's too much to do too much, you know, like hustle mode. But then the second I stop and I, and I transition into flow mode, it's like, oh, I can get all of this done in a morning and then be aligned to like, see what pops up in my afternoon instead of feeling like I need to get this huge list done. Um, That's been a really fun thing for me to play with is just how I track my to-dos. Like I used to have a very (laughs) regimented calendar and, and kind of like diary of like, here's what I'm doing this day and this day and this day. and it's gone out the window yet everything is getting done when it needs to be done for my business. And I'm, I'm supporting clients in a more focused way because I'm less worried about the stuff on the back end. 
Oh, I love that. I think like that Mm -hmm. just shows that you can really trust yourself and you're committed to your business. And like Mm -hmm. some people, their work, especially maybe in the earlier days of business is like, okay, this is a new habit I'm learning of how to like work on my business, create space for it and be in it. So I'm going to have to be a little bit more regimented to begin just to make it more of a habit of something I think about. Like I know if I want to, like, I don't know, if I wanted to learn how to floss my teeth every day, I might have to actually first put that in my calendar so that I can remember to do it because it, I like don't care about it enough to um, to learn how to do it and to commit to that. But then once I've been doing it for a certain amount of time, it will just be a habit that I'll keep doing and I want to keep doing it. And so mm-hmm. at that point, I know that I can trust myself to floss my teeth. And it's the same with mm-hmm. our business. Like by that point, we know we can trust ourselves to do the things that like matter most to our business, like serving our clients. Like most of us know that that when we've got a client call coming up, we're not going to like not prepare for it in a way that makes us feel um, like we're doing our job. And if if there is like other important parts of the business, like maybe you've got a launch coming up or some sort of sales process, like you can trust yourself to know that you're going to show up for it. But initially you may Mm -hmm. need to have, okay, well, like these are the pieces that need to happen. And I'm going to put that into my calendar. Yeah, exactly. And, and releasing that is kind of a scary step yes. to say, oh, okay, I've got this down enough. I can let go of this. But it also, like you said, it takes that space that might've started feeling a little performative and frees it up to be something else more often than not for your business. It's just morphing a little bit. Yes. This is really good. This piece about performative. I think that's going to be really, really helpful to people. Okay. So um, let's talk about one challenge that came up for you during the mistress mind. Of course, we've all got challenges that come up in our business or um, wherever we're at. One of one for you was like managing that balance between now you've got more clients coming in. So then there's more people to serve and then you've still got like marketing and sales to do. And then you've still got your uh, job that you love working in as well. What really helps you to manage the balance between these things? (laughs) So I, um, of realizing the seat, the, the immense seasonality of my life right now. So not only am I in my own personal kind of inner cycle um, with with managing that and really focusing on how to utilize my personal cycle and then the world cycle and you know like what season it's in in the northern hemisphere, um, but also the cycle of my business and my job in realizing the summer is naturally going to be a space where my camp job steps forward a little bit because it's when the kids are at the ranch. It's when I'm doing a lot up there and it's a natural creative break for me as well to be kind of inner focused for my coaching job and gathering a lot of inspiration and around me, which I draw so much inspiration from, you know, it's like all full of flowers and animals migrating and all that good stuff. So this is kind of my natural like three month break, I think. And then the fall through the spring is when I've, I'm kind of realizing that's when I give my coaching work the most attention. Um, and when I can kind of step back a little bit from, from my other job, I'd be doing all things at yeah, all times, I love that. <laughs> but, but yeah, it just, yeah, it's been, it's been really fun. And it was really nerve wracking to let go. Cause I was like, 
what happens if I don't post like four days a week? And what happens if I don't get on Instagram stories for a week straight? And, you know, I'm not writing emails to my email list and like, all you know, all these things. And in the meantime, I was still fielding like requests to do, um, you know, like workshops with, um, um, yes, served up to me and, you know, invited me to respond to. And so it was much more authentic way of working because I wanted to be at the ranch and with these kids and, and doing these fun things. And then I still had a little bit of time in the evenings to like kind of tee myself up for the, the fall and the winter. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the biggest aha moment. I think I, I took out of this was allowing a new season to blossom and not be trying to control. And yeah. Yeah. I love this so much because I th- mm-hmm. I feel like what you're giving people again is permission to allow the balance between your business and your job to be whatever works for you to listen to look at what are the unique what what are the unique requirements of each piece the business and the job and i think what we do is we decide look if i'm not showing up every week in the exact same way that I'm going to put that as an obstacle in the way of the result that I want to create here. So we might say, unless I get all the things on my to-do list done, then that means that I can't actually sign a client. But if you believe that you can always sign clients and it doesn't matter what you do and that actually I'm just going to do this one thing and that's going to be what actually allows me to connect with the perfect person who is waiting, just waiting right there right now to work with me, then that's what you'll enable for yourself. But what we do is we put all of these obstacles in the way and then make it really, really difficult. And I think when you've got a child or you've got a job or you've got some other significant pull on your time in your life where you can't just spend every waking hour on your business, it's really, really important for you to believe that wherever and however I'm spending my time is the perfect way to work. Uh, that That's ex- that's the only amount of time I need to spend here. And that's going to be uh, what creates the result that I want for myself. Absolutely. And I think that there's, there's so much supposed transparency right now with how different people are, you know, running side hustles or running their businesses. And you kind of naturally do the comparison thing where you're like, Oh, well, I don't, I, don't have enough energy to get up at 4am <laughs> to do this much work before I go to my other job or, you know, whatever it might be. And so we immediately think, well, I can't do that then because I also need to be giving eight hours to this thing and this thing. And that's just not true. Like that we don't need to be living in this, you know, kind of super regimented industrialized like way of working. Um, and that's, that's really freeing once you can assimilate that deeply enough into your life that you realize like work will flow when it flows and you just need to kind of catch the wave and that wave might change. You know, it might be working in the evenings. It might be working in the morning. It might be a Sunday, who knows? Um, and it, yeah, it might just be dividing things up differently. So I would say, take all of your assumptions and kind of check them for a little bit and then play around with what, what is included in your life right now and what you know, what could you rearrange? I love that, Whitney. Okay. I've got two last questions for you. The first is, is there anything else that you want to share about the mistress mind and how it supported you or who you think that it's best suited for? Um, I would say it's, it's really best suited for anyone who is just feeling like stuck or, or like, 
you ask yourself a question about your business and you're just saying, well, I don't know. And you're, you know, you're kind of sitting at that Google home home screen, wondering what you even need to Google. Um, That would be a great, like, that is totally for you because it's such a, such a supportive and beautiful container to your business in. Um, and I think the the inner voice work and the the connection there was one of the best aspects of the mistress mind. I just absolutely adored that. And I need to listen to that recording more because there were so many great nuggets from my inner voice in that space. Yeah, I actually still remember your inner voice session and I felt like there was just so much amazing wisdom that came through. And you know what? It's the same with like with everybody's inner voice session that like really sets the pace for the entire mistress mind because you really hear from uh, from yourself, from a place of complete abundance, how your business journey can be. And that sets the tone for the rest of not only the mistress mind, but your business journey going forward. And it's so different to what we're taught business needs to look like. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So final question, Whitney, what does creating a life that is beautiful mean to you? Oh my gosh. Um, it means utilize your inner knowing in the physical space that we're in and removing all judgment because I think there's so much beauty in the here and now, and it's about attuning yourself so that your inner voice can just guide you so that you can just follow that intuition in that and allow the garden to kind of unfold around you. It reminds me of the, the um, Mary Oliver quote, the poet, um, what are you going to do with your one beautiful life? Um, it, it doesn't matter what you do as long as you're tuned into the beauty and um, what feels aligned to you. So just sit back and open yourself up and, and allow yourself to be guided. I think that's creating a life that is beautiful and enjoy all the chapters that unfold when you start doing that. I love that. And I love how much openness comes up in everything that you say. And obviously that this is like also being open is a play on your surname. And it's super cool that that (laughs) has, that that is your business name. And it's also such a present theme in everything that you're teaching. Mm -hmm. It it is really funny. I always laugh at how often I say that word and I like, I I swear (laughs) it is not conscious. It's just like, whenever I tune in, that word is just right there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay, Whitney, where can everybody connect with you? Uh, you can connect with me on Instagram. I'm wit underscore being open and that's uh, with two P's. Um, and then being open.com with two P's. Um, I have a podcast called the messy path, um, with Ariel Arnson, who's an RTT therapist and also a mistress mind, um, participant. And um, you can find me on Facebook as well, um, being open with two Ps. Uh, I've got a little Facebook group there as well as my business page. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Whitney, for coming on today and sharing all about your business journey. Thank you for being in the Mistress Mind and in our incredible community of business owners. You are absolutely amazing. And it's been so wonderful to share your wisdom and expertise on relationships as well as your business journey with everybody here today on the podcast. So thanks again. Beautiful. Of course. Thank you.
Letitia. So there you have it, my beautiful friends. I hope you enjoyed this incredible conversation with Wit all about what she's learned as she's grown her business and all about how we can better understand relationships to also support us in our business and, of course, with our relationship with ourselves. Now, I want to ask a favor of you all. Please make sure you go and give Wit some love for sharing her business journey with us all. It takes every single one of the amazing people who have been on here sharing about their business journey a lot of courage to share those behind the scenes with you all. It requires vulnerability. And to be honest, it's not something that they have to do. So I'm so grateful for each and every one of my clients for coming on and sharing exactly what they've learned, because it really does benefit every single one of you listening to these episodes so much. I know how powerful hearing other people's stories is. And this is why we share these conversations on the podcast, not to mention that they're so incredibly uh, useful for me as well as a coach to continue supporting my clients in a deeper and deeper way to have these reflections. And plus, it's just so enjoyable as I love having conversations. But let's just not forget that this is a human being who's behind this podcast episode taking time out of their day to share their most like intimate in many cases, learnings. uh, And we all know how emotional the business journey is. So to share this with you all is a really beautiful thing. And I want to make sure that we're all cheering one another on and just supporting one another and doing that by sharing exactly how these conversations are impacting you and just how you appreciate it. So please make sure you tag both uh, Wit and I over on Instagram stories. Let us know what resonated with you most. Take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and that's the easiest way to do it. And also find us both on Instagram and find the, um, the post for this episode and give Wit some love for all that she has shared. Thank you once again, Whitney, for coming on and sharing all about your business journey. And for anyone who would love support as you also grow your business, all you need to do is pop your name on the waitlist for The Mistress Mind at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash Mistress Mind. You will uh, hear there when we next open the doors for The Mistress Mind. We only enroll via the waitlist, so you need to be on there to hear about it. And if you're at the start of your business journey, you're just getting started and you want to learn the building blocks for starting your amazing business, make sure you're on the wait list for Create Your Beautiful Biz. You can do that at letitiaringe.com forward slash CYBB. So Create Your Beautiful Biz is for you if you're starting a business and the Holistic Business Mistress Mind is for you if you're an existing business owner ready to grow. And what my favorite, favorite thing to do is to help you create your pathway to your $100,000 business. If that sounds like you, make sure you're on the wait list and I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye. Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive. Just head over to www.letitiaringe.com forward slash CYBB. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there.